0: Welcome to Nightlock, a Hunger Games podcast. Hi, I'm Kira, and welcome to episode 52 of Nightlock Podcast, where we cover anything and everything related to the Hungry Games franchise through news stories, book analysis, fan fictions, related music, product reviews, as well as lots of other fun segments. So as I announced a few months ago, we're changing things here up at Nightlock Podcast. We've had a few guest hosts on the show so far. Um, sadly, Matt and Ryan will no longer be permanent hosts of the show, however, you know, maybe they'll be back on again, we never know. Especially, you know, November time here. Um... So enough of me talking to myself here. I have someone else joining us. I'd like to introduce a huge fan of the show and creator of Flickerman Fire. Welcome to the show, Hunter.
1: Thanks. Uh, Hi, guys. Uh, Like Kira said, I'm Hunter. I live in Utah and love the mountains. Uh, I'm a huge Hunger Games fan. My favorite book in the series is Catching Fire. And my favorite character is Finnick O'Dare. And I don't like Gale. So, yep, that's me.
0: I think we haven't had any hosts on the show that have liked Gale so far. I can't think of one.
1: In my ranking, I'm not going to lie, Gale is dead last. He's actually ranked below President Snow and Coin. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. Gale doesn't have a lot of love. Mm Mm-mm.
0: Yeah, poor Gale. (laughs) I feel like I would have liked Gale more if Liam Hemsworth didn't play Gale. But, I don't know. I just
1: don't like the character in general. He's too arrogant for me and he's just super bloodthirsty
0: yeah you're right maybe I'll, that'll be my mission to find a host that loves Gale and we'll have an interesting conversation about why they like Gale so much because no one likes Gale. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah they can explain why people like Gale.
0: right yeah i do have one friend that likes Gale, so maybe i'll have to drag her on the show and have her just explain to me her uh obsession with Gale.
1: yeah I have, I have a friend that's obsessed with Gale too uh I don't know what's up, but they're, they're also obsessed with Liam Hemsworth, so I'm not wow, sure if that's, that's a factor. Yeah.
0: Alright, well, on this episode, Hunter has a new and exciting game segment to play, and I don't know, I just have to say, Hunter came up with it, and I don't know why I never thought of this before. Um, You know, I'm more than 50 episodes in, and it never occurred to me, um, but it's going to be a really fun segment. I think it's going to be a new fan favorite, so you'll have to email in and let us know what you thought or what you will think, don't know how to put that, um, yeah, about the segment. You'll um, have to give
1: us some ideas. So.
0: Yes. Different. Uh, I don't want to give it away, so you can uh, submit your ideas for the segment. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Nightlockpodcast.gmail.com. Um, so a classic fan fa- favorite segment will also be played. Um, it's one we've had since, you know, early episodes. So we haven't played it in a while, so I'm excited to get back into that. Uh, We're also discussing Catching Fire, chapters 25 and 26, so we're almost done. Uh, We got one chapter left after this episode. Um, Then we'll be all set for the movie. Um, woo Yeah, it should be awesome. Um, So chapter 26 is arguably the most action-packed chapter of them all. That's, you know, executing the master plan. And so it's another jam-packed episode, so you're not going to want to miss it, guys. Uh, Stay tuned.
1: Okay. So, I have chapter 25. Yes, and and it's
0: through the eyes of Katniss (laughs) Evergreen. I mean, everyone knows what the segment is, but I guess I still gotta say it.
1: Mm -hmm. So, the chapter starts with Katniss waking up, and she remembers last night. uh, To refresh, the last chapter, Katniss and Pito were on the beach, and they were making out and all that fun stuff fun stuff so she says that this is pointless because if she's lucky she'll be dead in a day because she'll have uh, eliminated the tributes because she's not planning on living and so everybody wakes up and a parachute comes down and again they receive 24 district 3 rolls and Kira what were your thoughts on this when you were first reading it did you think anything of it
0: I thought that the number 24 had to do with something that I knew it was significant. I just didn't know what it was significant for because, you know, I I kind of catch on to things slow when I read books. Like, I'll say to someone, like, oh, I think this is happening. And they're like, what chapter are you on? They're like, yeah, you should have known that, like, five chapters ago. So I'm a little slow when it comes to these things. Um, I'm better at analyzing after I've read the whole series. But, yeah, I knew it was significant. I just didn't know, like, what exactly it was for. How about you? Uh,
1: This whole... Number with bread things totally went over my head. I, I was just like, oh, they're getting bread. Cool. Yes
0: yeah. So
1: and I thought anyways, it might be significant Take
0: uh, I ahead. thought it might be significant like that. It came from district 3 um And does I don't think that ends up being very significant, right?
1: Uh, actually, it does. Um, I can't remember uh, it's revealed in I guess the 27th chapter uh, it's that's the code, that was. I I can't remember. It was something to do with how many like hours until, uh, they were gonna break them out until the games. So I think it was like the repeating number. Uh, so it was 24 from District Three and 24 from District Three again.
0: Right. Okay. So.
1: Something to do with the numbers.
0: Yeah. I was thinking, like, District 3 because that's where BT's from, right? So, mm-hmm. I was thinking, oh, like, maybe this is directed towards him that he needs to pay attention. Oh, it's from my district, so this is a message oh, for me. Oh,
1: actually, I think you're right. I think oh, really? this was the signal for him that his time to do the thing with the wire was now.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay, like, soon. Like, 24 hours. Like, start doing yeah. it. Um, yeah. That makes sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, um... They each take five, leaving eight, and then Katniss with her dark uh humor that she has says after another death this will divide up perfectly. Right. The just classic Katniss things, daydreaming about President so being murdered. All that.
0: Right, yeah, we talked about that last episode.
1: <laughs> and um so she then considers how long they can keep up this alliance with the other tributes. And she's uh, confused on if they're actually protecting PETA or it was just circumstantial Mm -hmm. and all of that. And then there's this great line and it says, quote, wait, there's no ifs about it. I don't understand what's going on, end quote. And so I didn't go into as much detail, but Suzanne Collins spends like about a page talking about Katniss's confusion on what's going on, Mm -hmm. only to come to the assumption that she doesn't know what's going on.
0: Right. Yeah. Typical Katniss.
1: Yeah. So Katniss uh, sits next to Peeta and eats rolls. She says that it's hard to look at him after last night. This really bugged me. So I love Suzanne Collins. She's like she's my favorite author, but she does this thing to us she like toys with us with katniss she'll like take a step forward with katniss and pita and then she'll like have katniss think or say something that like totally undoes it
0: yeah like, like ruins the moment yeah or, like you yeah. know the relationship
1: exactly like they just had that kiss and when i was reading it i was like yay finally an- a step forward only to realize the next page that she took a step back again.
0: Right. We can only be in this, like, happy phase for a page until she, she yanks a rug under us. she
1: won't let us be happy.
0: Yeah, no. Susan Collins isn't, isn't a, a happy writer, yeah.
1: so... <laughs> <clears throat> That's true. Okay. So, after they eat, Katniss pulls Peeta aside from the group, saying that she's going to teach him how to swim. Okay, First this is just me being me. Uh I thought you weren't supposed to swim after you eat.
0: That is a myth. Is it? I don't remember where I read that, but I feel like I've heard that like a lot of places that um yeah, it's you're not going to cuz I think like if w- what the original um kind of saying was that if you eat, you should wait 1 hour so that you don't get like cramps in the water and then like drown. Yeah. but especially like if she's teaching him to swim they're probably not even going that far out so if if you know they do get cramps from uh eating so much then they can just stand up so yeah you know, either way i think it's fine
1: <laughs> well g- good to know uh <laughs> anyway so she they go into the shallows and She uh, she shows him the basic strokes And he practices them But she doesn't have him take off His flotation belt Because she just wants to get him away To talk to him about the games Wouldn't this be really obvious To the other tributes
0: That what she's keeping the flotation device on
1: Well that she's not actually Teaching him how to swim Because one of the tributes Could just look over and be like What are you doing Katniss Why is it still on
0: but I think, like, when you learn to swim, I think keeping the flotation device, like, you're just learning how to move your arms and legs because you're still, like, your abdomen is still, like, floating. So you're just, it's kind of like when you teach a kid with, like, uh, what are those things? They have, like, wings on and it's, like, those little uh, floaties. floaties, yeah, that you, you teach them with something or, like, with a kickboard or something. That's how I learned how to swim with, like, a kickboard and stuff. That makes sense. Yeah, she, she's taking baby steps with the uh, PETA. PETA can only take so much at once.
1: That's true. Uh, plus that leg.
0: Yes, the leg.
1: (laughs) I have a comment on this actually, uh, from Francis Lawrence about Peta. He, Francis Lawrence is having Peta. They've manned him up a little bit. Like at the beginning when he jumps off, he, um, he he like is petrified in the books. He's Mm -hmm. just like standing there because he can't swim. Right. And so in the movie they've adapted him a little bit, just like slight choices to make him a little more, like, you know how you, she's always, like, leaving PETA? hmm Yeah, so I think they're eliminating that. Does that mean that they're cutting out the leg? Because Gary Ross didn't really show him with the fake leg.
0: I believe they did cut that out because it's too hard to have him in all these running scenes, like Josh Hutcherson be running with a limp, and I think it just, it mm-hmm. kind of, um just cuts into like just the movie flowing and then you've always got this like bum leg so i think they've cut that out completely yeah
1: yeah i think that's smart i think yeah uh people would get annoyed they'd be like come on peter hurry up
0: yeah i think it works in the books because you're not visually seeing it so it's like oh yeah peter's always running behind Mm -hmm. and it's also kind of part of his character that he you know can't quite keep up with Katniss physically and that's you know part of their kind of switching the stereotypical gender roles but yeah visually in the movie it would just not work as well and it it would also be a lot of CGI that they'd have to you know uh pay attention to and they could do it but it's not really worth all the time and trouble for it so I think it's going to look better you know because we all want to see Josh running as fast as we can you know
1: yeah I, I that's one of the few things I regretted in Catching Fire was just a little bit how Peta was portrayed because um i just thought of him as a bit you know stronger while they're in the water they find out that they can clean their uh scales as they say off their skin from what what attack was that from
0: uh was that from the fog that like kind of chemically burned them
1: Oh, yeah, that's yeah. what it was from. Thanks. Yeah, um, no problem. From the, the Fog, and they say um, that it comes out like pink. They say it's the same pink as the sky. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how that will look visually.
0: So their skin is a different color now.
1: Yeah, it's like, uh, like fresh, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean.
0: Yeah, like kind of like new baby skin, kind of yeah. like yeah, um, because yeah. yeah, their top layer skin was kind of like singed off and everything. Uh, well, not singed off because it wasn't really fire, but um, I think this is something else they're gonna take out of the movie that they'll probably like kind of get burned or something. But the ointment, I would think, is as soon as they put it on in the movie, it would kind of like magically heal. Yeah. because um, that would look cool visually that it's like oh all of a sudden it, it heals and then you have them looking like beautiful again because you know we are looking at them them in the movie so they're going to yeah. want to make all the tributes look attractive good old Hollywood
1: yeah um, so Peta or Katniss proposes to Peta that they need to break away soon and Peta responds to her saying that as soon as Breno Barius Oh, that's... I'm going to call Brutus and Enobaria Breno Barius for <laughs> G- this episode. Give them
0: a little... Uh, what is that called? Like, one, like those, a couple name. Yeah, a couple name. Thank you. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so he says they should wait until they're dead. And that kind of bugged me. Doesn't that seem... At least to me, that seemed out of character for Pita. What did you think?
0: So he's saying that that's okay to have them, the two of them go off alone?
1: No, he's saying that they should... Uh, Katniss proposes that they should leave now. Right. And PETA says that they should stay. And I get that. They'll have two opposing forces. But I think PETA is more logical. And I think he would want to go sooner. Because if once Brutus and... Or Breno Barius <laughs> are dead then they could just kill katniss then because they didn't know about the plan to break them out
0: right yeah it, w- it would explain it clearly if pita knew but he didn't so mm-hmm. i don't know i'm thinking though that until because who do we have left at this point Barius, um mm-hmm. uh, chaff, chaff and it's and then
1: them so, yeah and then their gang
0: um yeah. I don't know I feel like Peter kind of senses people and kind of like understands them and I feel like because of this he he kind of has this sensation that everybody's protecting him and if everyone's protecting him then they're not Captain is kind of neutral in that equation where they're not going to like attack Hannes because then they know like PETA would go on Katniss's side to like defend her so I feel like he's sensing from other people which is true that everyone's protecting PETA so he just kind of has this gut feeling that he he and Katniss are safe in this group at the moment and you know for because they can only think kind of like a couple hours in advance in these games so I think you know for the time being he feels like they're safe um and PETA kind of has like these people skills and And, you know, not only speaking and being a good leader, but he's able to sense people and really understand them more than Katniss. So Katniss has more of the survival stuff, but PETA kind of understands people more. So I think as much as Katniss wants to move away from the group, I think PETA kind of has this gut feeling that it's like, no, we should stay.
1: That's a good point. Well, well, it was a good thing that he went with his gut then.
0: Yes, it is.
1: (laughs) Uh. So, BD, oh, Uh, they call Finnick over saying that they found a way to make him look pretty again.
0: (laughs) I love that line.
1: Yeah, that's, I love this part. And so they, they're in the water just like getting the scabs off them. Mm -hmm. And then when they're all done with that. BD calls them over and tells them that he has a plan to take Breno Barius out. And he spends some time speculating. And it's in a very roundabout fashion, how he speaks. He's like, uh, talks to them, okay, why aren't they here? You know, because they're at the beach. And Mm -hmm. kind of these things that are, to us, well, no duh. We already know these things. Right. Um, So he, after that, he tells them his plan. And his plan is after the bolt hits the tree at noon, but before it hits at midnight, they run the wire from the tree all the way to the salt water. Then, when the bolt strikes, it will electrify the water. And then, because they're not on the beach, They'll um Bruno Barius will take it over and they'll get electrocuted and die.
0: Right, and then the the gang is all that's left. Mm-hmm. Except oh, for Chaff if he's yeah. included in this.
1: We don't hear much about him. Yeah, in and this. the
0: group doesn't seem to be really targeting him. Um yeah. so and I don't remember this. This could be a question that I should know, but is Is the group in on protecting chaff at this point? Or is that what they're kind of thinking of? Because if they weren't, then I feel like BT would be targeting chaff as well.
1: That's a good question. I don't know where it is, but I think somewhere in the book it says um, all of the... Oh, it's got to be the last chapter. um, All of the districts that were involved with the plan and I can't remember if 11 was on it I feel like it was because Hamich told them to trust those were his suggestions where um Chaff was on that list Mm -hmm. so I think they were in on it
0: yeah do you think Chaff was in on it
1: yeah I think he was
0: yeah and he kind of just keeps to himself these games pretty much um I don't really see him
1: yeah he's kind of like uh, oh, of course! Now I can't remember his name. He was also from District Eleven. Um, from the last games.
0: Oh, uh oh my gosh! I'm blanking out now too. Thresh.
1: Thresh, yeah. Except we see a little more of Thresh then.
0: Yeah, especially like that run in where he's like this one time for the little girl, yeah. with Katniss, and lets her go. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So, uh, they then, um, Katniss says. Well, how can we question this? We don't have knowledge of this being miners and fishermen and all of that. And so they're they're asking him all of these questions and then Joanna asks him, Well, how do you know that it works? And Beatty says, It's because he invented it. And right. we know th- uh from PETA that this is how he won his game. BD invented the wire so and this is how he won his game so that must have meant that he made this in the arena right
0: made the wire or not sure what you mean
1: because so um he used the wire to win his games right
0: the original games he was in yep
1: yeah and when joanna asked him how he knows if it works he says because i invented it right right so doesn't that mean he made it while he was in the arena?
0: Oh, I see what you mean. Um, I think when he says I invented it, he means, like, the method.
1: Oh, uh, okay.
0: Yeah, because I, th- I would believe that when he was in his original games, and we don't know when those games were, that we never learned that in the books, but he must have had a, you know, a wire was near the cornucopia, just like these games, and he took that, and then he rigged um up this you know, way of frying the other tributes to win. Um, And I think he's just pretty much repeating what he did in the other games. I mean, obviously he's using different things, but same overall general idea.
1: That makes sense. Okay. Uh, So they travel to the lightning tree, and Joanna takes the lead because Katniss says that um, she, being Katniss can do more damage with her bow and arrows than Joanna can with an axe. And I'm not sure if that's totally true. That might just be my opinion.
0: I feel like they're pretty even.
1: Yeah. I feel like it would be quicker with an axe, but I guess it makes up for it with the um, arrow because it goes faster.
0: Well, I think if, if Katniss is shooting the arrow, she could just shoot someone right through the head or through the heart and have it be done, mm-hmm. so it depends. But then again, Joanna could just throw her axe through someone's neck, so, it, you know, I think it's about even. I mean, the arrow can shoot longer distance, but I think they both have their own ways of doing things, so.
1: Mm-hmm. And after a bit, they, uh, Finnick suggests that Katniss leads because she can, you know, she says she can hear the force field. <laughs> right. But BD, of course, knows that this is incorrect, because he was the one that told her about the chink in the uh, force field, but he just goes along with it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so they arrive at the tree, and BD's just, like, measuring it, playing around with it, and at one point, he snaps off a twig and throws it at the force field, and it bounces back, and it's uh, kind of glowing, and then after a minute, it returns to its original color. And BD says, Well, that explains a lot. And they're kind of chuckling because it doesn't explain anything to right. anyone. He's just talking Beauty. to
0: himself. He's too smart for all of them. Yeah. I hope they include like this kind of little bit of maybe not these lines, but just that thing where Beanie is like, you know, learning things. He's like, oh, that makes sense. And this and that. And everyone else just kind of looks at each other like I feel like that would portray really well in the film.
1: Yeah, I think that would look uh, very good. All right. So um, they hear clicking in the 11 o'clock section. Okay. She describes it. As it swells when at the presence of humans, which is kind of creepy. and A bit. Yeah. But their tracker, or there's some mutt.
0: Right. As and I think all the animals are in the arena.
1: Yeah. And so they decide that they need to move soon because the lightning will come shortly. But they don't. Travel too far. They go to the um blood rain section.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What hour was that in? Because it didn't mention that. Then Ooh, do you I, know?
0: I have it in my notes. I have to find it. It's in a previous chapter. I wrote out like what the ones we knew about, and let's see, it's in chapter twenty-three. I wrote it in. And it should be around here. Um, So, Blood Rain was between 1 and 2 o'clock. So, if they're around 12, then it's not too far off. Cool.
1: Perfect. So, um, BD has Katniss climb into a tree and watch the lightning storm. And she describes it as being super magnificent. And then she tells BD about it. And she says it's not very scientific, but uh, he's fine with her description. And Mm -hmm. they decide to have... Obidi gives them the rest of the day off, pretty much, because they don't know how to use his weapon.
0: Right, they're all kind of useless to him.
1: Yeah. And so they decide to have a picnic of a sort. Okay, I have another question. So Mm -hmm. they went to the blood rain section. Wouldn't there be... Like, dried blood all around them?
0: I would think so. But then again, this is the Game makers, so they probably have it, like, all the blood rain come down, and then they probably, like, clean it all up somehow. Um, maybe, like, evaporates or something. Um, And because it only happens once every 12 hours, so it probably just happens during that one hour, the between, like, 1 and 2 o'clock or whatever, and then they, like, clean it up, I'm guessing. Because otherwise, if Tributes came through and saw all this blood... They'd be like, what's going on here? And it would be too much of a hint.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. And so they... Katniss's favorite part of the picnic thing that they're doing is diving for oysters because she says that it's lovely and deep under the water. And while they're doing this, um, we hear Peter laugh, and we find that he has found... A Pearl in an oyster and this next line is probably like my favorite one in the book it's so comical so he says quote you know if you put enough pressure on coal, it turns to pearls Peter says earnestly no it doesn't says Finnick dismissively end quote and in the last games I really wish they kept the sign because in the hunger games because this would be so great um effie introduces uh like them to the her idea for their costumes has to do with pearls mm-hmm. because she thinks that when you put coal under a lot of pressure it turns to pearls
0: yeah i thought that was diamonds for some reason i don't it, know if it that's... is oh it is diamonds that's it, why
1: it's just effie being effie right okay yeah
0: that's funny, yo. Know, it would have been like kind of a throwback to the other movies. I like when they yeah. do that where they reference other movies and like real fans are like, ha, get that.
1: Yeah, that would have been good. And alright. So I'm certainly beyond over speculating here.
0: But as we always do.
1: Yeah. Um so I had an idea when I was reading this. I was like so I was thinking about the different rocks um the, specifically the pearl and i thought oh my gosh finnick is like a pearl so uh, metaphorically mm-hmm. so he's from the clear and beautiful waters of district four and under the pressure of like the games and all of that he has become a glistening star to the capital and to the capital, he's flawless like a pearl, and pearls are used for jewelry, and the capital wears jewelry, obviously.
0: Right. Yeah. Nobody else gets to wear jewelry. Only the capital.
1: <laughs> if if they have it. Right. Um. So Katniss and Peeta, obviously they're like coal, but Katniss is still coal. She. With her spark, she like sparked the revolution, mm-hmm. and Peta, I think, is more like a diamond. Like he moved, uh, you know, after the coal. Um,
0: yeah, he's more of like uh the transition after. Yeah, it. yeah,
1: yeah. He's like the golden boy, and he can move everyone.
0: Yeah, and, and Katniss is get- just like still. She kind of, she kind of keeps the revolution like fueled, like kind of like holds like heaps of fire fueled, and Peta's more like like see like the. Uh, like, the diamond that everyone kind of, like, values. Where Katniss is kind of like, yeah, you just keep things stirring.
1: Yeah. So, th- those were my thoughts on that. Um, and we, if we go back, excuse me, going back to the chapter, um, Peter looks at Katniss and sees her expression. And he asks her, he says that locket didn't work, did it? And Katniss lies to him and says that it did, even though we know that it didn't. So right. that's my chapter. And Kira, oh, do you have any comments?
0: Yes. Good job. Great analysis. And you definitely have much more discussion questions than I do. I, it, my chapter is just action-packed because it's the plan being executed. So there's not a lot of things to like, kind of analyze. It's more like, wow, it's all going on. Yeah. Um, so definitely more uh, richer discussion for your chapter, definitely. Thanks. So, awesome job. So we move on to the anthem playing. And so the uh the whole gang goes um back to the lightning tree to kind of set everything up to execute their plan. And BT wants Katniss and uh Johanna to bring um the coil like with the uh, wire down through the jungle and then drop it deep in the water just like Hunter explained before that, you know, they want it to fry the other tributes. And so This means that Peeta and Katniss have to be separated. So, you know, both of them aren't really a big fan of it. Obviously, is a little more um, upset about it than Katniss. Um, And Katniss is kind of just reassuring him, like, I'll be fine, I'll be right back, not a big deal.
1: Okay, I have um, a comment on this. Mm -hmm. So do you think that they had it planned in advance that they're going to break out like this? So do you think this was part of the plan to divide them?
0: Definitely, because... We know later on I don't know if it's the last chapter of catching fire or not until Mockingjay but we learn that uh Joanna obviously had to take the tracker out of Katniss's arm that's why she attacks her so Joanna had to be with Katniss and you know we see uh, later in my chapter that Joanna kind of gets um like a hint on that you know her little signal that it's time to go so um I think this was carefully planned out and BT is kind of just making sure it all happens and, obviously, it has to make sense for Katniss and Peter. Like, it can't be like, well, he could just come with me. Like, it has to make sure that everybody isn't going to go against the plan. It's going to kind of be like a flawless plan almost, which it turns out to be flawed. But uh, Very. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, as I was saying with the wire, um, there's kind of like this vibration in the wire. And it turns out that someone had cut it. And Katniss kind of figures it wasn't from too far away, just the way that the wire kind of comes back at them. um, And it gets tangled around them. And right away, Katniss instincts kick in and she prepares for an attack, but not from Joanna who attacks her. She thought it was going to be one of the other tributes that's outside of their group. And so, um, yeah, Joanna hits her in the head um, really hard and pins her to the ground and stabbing her forearm. And, um, and right away, I was like, oh, I knew it. Like, Joanne, like, the first time I read it, obviously, I was like, Joanna's, like, a traitor and everything. But as soon as she says, stay down, you know something's up. Because she can't, like, obviously, she's not trying to attack her. She's somehow protecting her. But Katniss just doesn't understand, like, how yet.
1: Yeah. Like, what was going through my mind when I was reading this for the first time, I was just so fixed on uh, Katniss keeping. F- Peter safe that i didn't even like uh think about joanna saying that i was just like i don't care you suck joanna just like Katniss live and i was just freaking out
0: yeah yeah joanna's like an interesting character because she's so tough and like you know as we learned in the Jabberdage chapter before it's like you know oh there's no one i care about left and you know there's no one i love and but i think she's a very interesting character just because she's so like I want—I want to say something more than strong, but she's, she's so strong. She's layered. She's what?
1: She's layered. Yes, They're very a layered. A lot of different.
0: And she has like all these shells on her, but you know when it comes when you break all those through, you know she is like. Not weak, but she's vulnerable, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I think that will be interesting when we uh, go through Mockingjay, just kind of looking at all that because Mockingjay is much more characters than anything else. Um. I-
1: I liked her a lot better in Mockingjay.
0: You liked her better in there?
1: Yeah I, yeah, I didn't like Joanna very much in this one. I just thought she was too snarky, but...
0: Yeah, she's a little too full of herself in this book. Yeah. <laughs> a little too into herself. Um, so, Brutus and Enabaria uh, see the fight, and they kind of just leave the scene because they figure, oh, like, Katniss is going to die, and one of them even says that um so right now Katniss is kind of just analyzing everything just like we are and uh Finnick she's thinking oh maybe like Finnick and Joanna are in a secret alliance and like all these theories are running through her head and then once again she like remembers PETA. always oh, in the back <laughs> of her mind during these uh things and so she's worried about him and kind of like wants to get to him and um then she uh vomits up her you know wonderful meal from before from your chapter
1: lovely uh katniss at this point i'm just she's just proving herself again like she's just been beat and she's her brain is still like traveling like 200 miles per hour so i love that element about her
0: yeah and even if she's she's like she's so lightheaded now and she gets even more lightheaded throughout the chapter that she's still operating like just survival and she's still in that mode and, you know, it's, like, even, like, she's taken a, uh the moss to make a bandage on her arm, to like, stop the yeah. blood flow, and, like, you know, I think most of us would just slump in a corner and die, you know?
1: Yeah, that would be me.
0: Yeah, me too. I, I would try and think of something, but I'd probably just be so out of it, I wouldn't think of anything. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so she's worrying about Peta, and she says, Peta, my dying wish, my promise to keep him alive, so... As we keep saying throughout this book, the roles are reversed. You know, Peta was protecting Katniss in the first book. And now Katniss is protecting Peeta. Um, so now Katniss is kind of thinking, well, maybe Joanna acted alone. And she's like, ah, maybe not. She's going back to the um, theory of the secret alliance between her and Finnick. So Katniss thinks, oh, you know what? I can't trust Finnick anymore because they're probably together and everything. And um, then she's kind of interrupted with her own thoughts with uh, someone running. And just from hearing the running, she knows it can't can't be BT or PD be, PD <laughs> <laughs> Peta because they can't move that fast. Um, and it turns out to be Finnick, and he's calling out Joanne and Katniss' names. So, you know, for us people that know the books, we know that he's looking to kind of like save them to make sure that they all get on the hovercraft together. But no, include Katniss in, so she's hiding from him. Um. Mm-hmm. So, so why wasn't
1: Go ahead. Uh, where wasn't Finnick with Pita?
0: I I don't remember exactly. I I know that like it makes sense that he would be looking for Joanna and Katniss because he probably wants to make sure that, you know, Joanna got the track out right of Katniss's arm and um He he's, he's probably because BT was attacked by um, it looks like peter 's knife or something when Katniss goes up there. Um, so, yeah, I think Finnick is just kind of looking for everyone and just making sure that everything's going down the way it's supposed to. Cool. Um, so a question I have um, is, do you think that Haymitch should have told Katniss and Peta what the plan was?
1: Mm, I think he should have told Peta. Katniss doesn't really react well. Yeah, and she she would be like super livid at him, but if Peter was there because he's he's the voice of reason,
0: <laughs> yes.
1: So he could. Um, I feel like he would have made it out of the arena if he had known the plan.
0: Yeah, I feel like why wouldn't he tell Peter because Peter can act, he can he can lie, he can act, whereas Katniss can't pull that off. So. It makes sense to not tell Katniss. And Katniss has the survival skills to get her through. But Pete doesn't have that. So I feel like Hamish really should have told him. And I don't see where it would have backfired on him. Um, it just seems like something's missing there. You know that yeah. Hamish definitely should have told him. Uh, and so we're talking about the uh, how Joanna took the tracker out of Katniss's arm. Um, and do you remember if... The tracker was taken out of her arms from the first games.
1: You know, I remember. I think it was your podcast that was talking about it. They don't mention it being taken out, but the um. Actually, I'm not sure. I haven't read the first one in a while.
0: Yeah, me either. It
1: could, it could have um, when they're in the hovercraft and she's like freaking out.
0: Yeah. After. After um, they collect her and Peter from the games. Yeah, they could have, but I feel like the Capitol would keep it in there just so they can, like, always keep an eye on her and where she is. Um, But, yeah, it was our podcast. We were talking about, God, I don't even know how many episodes go. Yeah, if the tracker is still in there and all that because, obviously, Joanna has taken it out so that the Capitol can't find Katniss when she goes to District 13. But it seems a little weird.
1: I thought that the trackers would just be for the games.
0: Well, yeah, they put them in right before the games, but they didn't, I I don't remember them ever explaining them taking it back out. So So,
1: do you think that means that there's one inside like all of the victors?
0: I think so, because why wouldn't the capital keep it in there? Because they can just, you know, make sure they're doing, it just gives them more control and they can monitor the victors more. Um and now that I think of it, maybe Joanna was taking both of the trackers out—the one from the seventy-fourth games and the current games, the seventy-fifth games. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, yeah. So then, Katniss hears a cannon fire, and so she's not really sure exactly, uh, you know, what's going on there, um, and she's kind of now she's running because she's just trying to get to Peta. And, you know, she's headed towards the lightning tree. And as she's doing so, she runs into a net, which she thinks is Phoenix. Um, and now she can't really see properly because she was hit in the head. Her uh, her sight is a little bit compromised. Um, but it turns out to be the wire. So she's just very disoriented. So these couple pages are actually kind of confusing just yeah, exactly what's going uh, on. Do
1: you think they'll kind of show this kind of like uh, Gary Ross did the tracker jacker?
0: I knew you were going to say that. I was like, he's going to bring up the tracker jackers. I think they'll do something like it. I don't think they'll make it as, uh, like are drug impaired, but I think they'll definitely make it um, like her sight blurry and she's kind of you see her limbs kind of fumbling and maybe do it from her perspective again. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. That'd be a little mm-hmm. another that would cool be throwback. A, yeah,
1: a, like fresh, really from the way. I'm not saying that his filming is going to be bad. In fact, it looks super amazing. But it would be like super cool if they did it like shaky just that one part
0: like a little bit i know
1: different from the smooth
0: yeah i know a lot of fans are not um not a huge fan of the shaky cam i i thought it was good i thought it was fine i mean it was a little bit overdone but uh i think it was good overall but okay
1: so my thoughts on the shaky cam were: i thought it was good in the games however i thought that they did some of it was too much like to the point where it was hurting my head and I couldn't understand what was going on. Right. But if they just done it during the action, like when she's running through the district, I get that they were trying to make it like rougher at the places that were, you know, more rough. But I just think that his um, will be a little more appealing to the eye. And he said that he's still filming it differently. Like he has a very different way. But it's like just as dramatic. That's yeah, what I think said. it's
0: going to be much smoother.
1: So I'm excited for that.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he is different from Gary Ross. Yeah. Um. So then Katniss finally manages to go up to the lightning tree, and she finds BT, who's injured. Um, as I said before, like the uh, looks like Peta's knife is, um, has attacked him. Or no, no, sorry, I uh, didn't mean that. Um, that. BT has kind of configured this, uh, weapon, I don't even, I guess weapon, um, with the extra wire to throw into the force field. Um, now we know that, but Katniss hasn't figured this out yet. Um, so Katniss knows that she needs to get away from the lightning tree because otherwise, otherwise she's going to be zapped. Um, and she hears Peeta in the woods, so she kind of starts yelling out, like, Peeta, I'm over here, so that the other tributes are drawn towards her and away from him to protect him. And so this happens really fast, and Obaria and Finna come out, Katniss shoots, uh, Obaria, an and so then it, that kind of, that little, uh, confrontation kind of settles out and Katniss remembers Hamish's voice right in time and um his final advice to her before going into the arena and that was remember who the enemy is and so she's like you know obviously I know the enemy why would he be reminding me of this and so then it occurs to her finally this whole book now she finally gets it pivotal moment uh so she takes the wire uh, wraps it around an arrow and then shoots it at the force field, you know, as you said before, Hunter, like a chink in the force field. And she sees um, the dome, kind of this blue light, and it kind of throws her backwards. And um, basically, she's like accepting death at this point, that it's, it's coming. And um, she says, my eyes strain to capture one last image of beauty to take with me. Right before the explosion begin, I find a star. So, a very uh, kind of poetic ending to the chapter.
1: Mm-hmm. I just had... An idea so what if This is of course Just a theory but what if Um that was just a Distraction beauty doing Having them do that with the wire So the um Logically they would be Watching them right like Joanna and Katniss
0: Right like the uh, other Tributes you mean
1: yeah so What if they uh, He was using that as a distraction in order to attach the extra wire to the tree and do that to the force field so the capital couldn't like send a mutt or something.
0: That makes sense. Like um not only are you distracting the tributes, but you're also distracting the game makers. Yeah. Um yeah, that's that's an interesting theory. i I would why not? Yeah, I think that's that's right on target.
1: <laughs> All right, guys. So, I'd like to introduce you to our newest segment, and we call it Training Center. So, how this is going to work is we are going to pick a scenario in the arena, and we're going to discuss what we would do if we were a tribute in the Hunger Games, and we came across this. And so, the scenario I have chosen for today, it's a two-part one, and it's, what would your strategy be in the games, and...
0: And what would you do at the beginning of the bloodbath? Yeah. Um, You want to start out with what you do?
1: Sure. Okay, so my strategy in the games really depends on what I would do in the bloodbath. Uh, So I had this ingenious idea. At least I think it's ingenious. We'll let you guys said that. (laughs) Um, So if I was thrown into the arena, my token would be just, like, a beaded bracelet that I could rip apart really easily. So I would break it apart during the countdown really quickly. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the um, mines, if they step off it? They're yeah. You mentioned in Hunger Games, somebody dropped their token once, and it caused them, caused the mine to go off. So I would throw the beads at, like, the careers, and then it would, like, set that theirs off.
0: Like, their platforms?
1: Yeah, during the countdown.
0: Now, would you be able to throw outside of it? I feel like there's almost like a force field um, like around you, kind of surrounding you, like a cylinder kind of thing. So I I'm, wonder if you'd be able to throw outside of it.
1: I don't think there is because they say that you can step off.
0: That's true. Yeah, that, that's a good plan. And then you just take out like five, five career uh, tributes. Yeah, like,
1: let's see who's most dangerous. And then I would just... You know, try to survive the rest of the games.
0: Right. That's an interesting way to do it. I would probably... Kind of similar to Katniss. Like, look at what's around the cornucopia... And see if there's anything valuable close to me. Like, not too far in. And whatever the most valuable thing was closest to me... I would kind of just grab that and go. Um, And then I'd probably try and put as much distance... Between myself and other tributes... um, and I'll prob- I'd probably, like, kind of keep to myself during the games. Like, I probably wouldn't, um... I'd probably be kind of similar to Foxface in that way, that I would try not to have a lot of confrontation and see if I could have a couple different, um... Like, a couple different, like, allies, or, like, one, maybe, that I could really trust. Um, I'd probably die anyway, though, so... <laughs> I don't know. I tried. Yeah,
1: I probably would die if the game makers didn't blow me up during my uh throwing <laughs> right of during my your tokens. little stunt. Yeah. Yeah. At, for the other tributes if they did blow me up at least I would have taken out some major ones hopefully so.
0: Right. That that that's an interesting way to do it, yeah. And I wonder if they'd let you bring They would probably let you bring a bracelet in.
1: Yeah, they uh if it was just like a A beaded bracelet. Yeah, and the more beads, the better.
0: If you had like fifty beads, you could just take out all the tributes and then you win. Shortest games ever.
1: (laughs) Not to drop them and blow myself
0: up. Right, you'd have to be mindful of that. Yeah.
1: You know, I'd be in the training center practicing throwing little things.
0: Right, they'd be like, "What is he doing? He must be like crazy, (laughs) just throwing these little beads (laughs) at little targets." i would get
1: like the all-time lowest score. (laughs)
0: <laughs> right what? you'd be like underestimated and then uh you know you wouldn't get yeah. any sponsors at the beginning and then they'd see what you actually were doing and you'd get a bunch of sponsors i don't think i'd be interesting enough to get sponsors i think other people would be uh better but all right well that's a fun segment we'll definitely have to do that one again So yeah. send in your uh your little scenarios you listeners um and we can play more training center i like the name of it because it like totally makes sense and it's not alliteration like all our other segment names um just like our next segment dark duels that's alliteration um Ooh. so this segment as you guys all know we choose a character from the series to put in the arena then each host explains why their character would win against the other um and survive against the other, not necessarily, uh, win in a battle, but just in the arena what they would do. Uh, so the last few times we've played, we've had timed responses. So, you know, in the, uh, kind of, uh, what would you call that? Um, just like the platform, you get like 60 second countdown. Um, I figure we'll each get 60 seconds. Um, and we've done this a couple times. So, um, so I have picked out a character. Do you have a character, Hunter? I do. Okay, so I'll let you know what mine is. If yours is the same, then we'll have to figure it out.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: So I chose BT.
1: I chose Finnick.
0: Finnick. Okay, interesting. This is going to be harder than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first?
1: I, I'll go first.
0: Okay. I'll time you. So are you ready? I am. All right, and go.
1: All right, so Finnick would win because he's a career. He's from District 4. He has all of this experience with a trident, and he would get sponsors, like, in his game so easily. Um, he's skilled in all sorts of combat, and he's super fit. And so the, the capital loves him already, so... And BD's an old man.
0: So He is. You still have 30 seconds if you want to take it.
1: (laughs) um, Finnick is cooler than BD. He's more
0: attractive. (laughs) He can distract people with his good looks.
1: Yeah, that too.
0: Any last remarks? You've got 13 seconds. Wow. I know, it's longer than you think, right?
1: Yeah. Finnick would win. The end.
0: All we, right, and you're out of time. <laughs> are we
1: doing rebuttals?
0: Yeah, we could do a little, uh, we could say like uh we used to do 30 second, but that's kind of long. We'll do like a 15 second little rebuttals. Cool. Um, okay. And I'll time myself. Hopefully you trust me. <laughs> All right. And I'm going to tell myself to go. Okay. So, BT would win because he, in my eyes, is the winner of both games. His original games, as we talked about before with the wire and him setting up that whole invention to not only knock out a few victors or a few tributes but a whole mess of them um and i think he's the winner of these games because he is the one that got them out of the arena and it was his plan and invention and he followed through with it um so yeah he's the mastermind behind the escape um his technology knowledge can uh eliminate all the tributes in one blow just like his original games he can gain trust easily. Uh, Wires is a good example of this. That they've had a long time, um, good relationship, and he's just a trust, trustable guy. Uh, I'm not sure if that's a word, but anyway, um, he's a survivor, and he, you know, even though he was like unconscious during most of the games, he still survived. Uh, he got himself out of there to go to District 12 or 13, and even though he's older, that just gives him more experience, and he is wise. With one second to spare, and I'm done. Okay.
1: Impressive. <laughs>
0: I've had a little bit of practice. All right. So you can have a 15-second uh, a rebuttal, and then I'll have one, and uh, we'll let you listeners... Uh, we'll change things up. We'll have you guys email in who you think won, and we'll uh, talk about it on future episodes. Uh, so are you ready for your rebuttal? Yes. Okay. Ready, set, go.
1: Okay. Though... So- BD did mastermind all of that, Uh, Finnick is a lot stronger than he is, and BD got like knifed in the back during the cornucopia, he wouldn't have lived if Joanna Mason hadn't like dragged him around, so I don't think he would make it that far in the arena, whereas Finnick is younger, and he has the, he's fitter, or more fit, and he has the know-how to do that, so...
0: And time's up. Perfect. <laughs> yes. Ooh. All right. How am I going to follow this up? Uh, let me think a minute. Hmm. Oh, man, I think you have this one won. I don't even know what to say. Yes. All right. Um, I'll just say something quick that um, although Finnick is uh, very physically fit, um, BT was the leader of the group and... Uh, you, f- you physically can only take over a couple people at a time, whereas BD can use his knowledge to take out, um, all the other tributes in the game. So he has, um, a kind of, uh, mass approach to things that is very effective. All right. Well, that was a good segment. That was a good little, uh, little argument, little duel we had going on there. Um, yeah. so as I said, you guys can email in, um, who you think won the games, um, our little duel here. Um, so again, Kira, me, had BT and Hunter had Finnick. So so anyway, you want to email that in, go ahead and do it. Um, well, I think that was a great episode. We're uh, a little over an hour here. And um, so I just wanted to plug some things before uh, we do our recommendations or singular on that one. Um, so I started working for a social media company a few months ago. Um, well, more than a few months ago by now. Um, so if you're interested in any social media guidance, I'd be happy to help you out. Uh, just email in at nightlockpodcastgmail.com. Obviously, that's not my email, but that's the one you guys know. So uh, yeah, I can give you some tips or uh, whatever you need. Um, but you can also email us with Hunger Games related things. That's always good. Um, you know, anything on this episode, previous ones, um, something about the upcoming movie uh any of that stuff is good you can like us on facebook that's facebook.com slash nightlock podcasts you can follow us on twitter at nightlock pod pod you can follow me on twitter at kirdineen k-i-r-a-d-i-n-e-e-n um do you want to plug your uh twitter handle
1: i don't actually have a (laughs) Uh, twitter handle right now that's right
0: i was like wait why didn't i put hunter's twitter handle in here and then i was like oh wait yeah that's right Um, probably
1: should get one of those
0: Yes, I love Twitter. It's, it's definitely my favorite social media site, as you guys can probably tell, because I'm much more active on the Twitter. Um, but I'll let you plug something in a bit. Let me just wrap this up. So you can subscribe to us on iTunes also. And while you're on there, please write us a review. I always like when we get new ones. It just makes my day. makes me very happy. And you guys want to make me happy, right? You know, so go write me a review. Um, so all those links are somewhere on our website, most of them in the sidebar on the right nightlockpodcast.com so make sure you go check it out and as I usually say to wrap up my own plugs if you have trouble keeping up with all of everything I just told you you can subscribe to our email alerts when we make announcements uh, major announcements or release new episodes pretty much any new update on the uh, main part of our website you'll be updated to so you can sign up in the sidebar of our website nightlockpodcast.com So I wanted to give Hunter a chance to um, plug his website.
1: Okay. So like she said, I have a Hunger Games website. And it is flickerman-fire.webs.com. And so basically what I do on my site is once members sign up, I reap them into districts. And they earn points by answering Hunger Games trivia. And the tribute by the end of the game with the most points wins an awesome Hunger Games prize. Uh, the victor of my last game lived locally. So we had a Panem feast uh, using recipes from the Hunger Games cookbook. Which we which talked was... about in the
0: show, so we're yeah. locked right back in.
1: <laughs> Super good. Um, he also got a Mockingjay pin. And they will be attending the Catching Fire Midnight premiere. I'm looking for those tickets. So, uh, And by the time... This comes out. My games will be about a month underway. The third one will have just started. But it's not too late to join. If you do join my site now, and because you listen to Nightlock Podcast, join my site and email me the promo code Nightlock Podcast, and you will automatically receive 30 points. And that will put you near the top. And Flickerman, my website, is spelled F -L 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 L i c k e r m e n and then it's dash fire dot webs w b e s dot com so check me out
0: yeah definitely check it out guys it sounds like so much fun if college wasn't so busy i would definitely be playing it uh so that's awesome so definitely check it out guys um and so we end every show or we hope to end every show with a book recommendation i'm kind of running out guys so hunter's got me covered
1: Woo-hoo. all right so the book that i'm suggesting is the hunt by andrew fakuda have you heard of this book Kira?
0: i've heard of it and i've seen the cover and it looks so interesting and i definitely want to add it to my reading list
1: it's super good it's a trilogy um it's a lot like the hunger games you know my my genre is so wide <laughs> hunger games and hunger games related books um
0: hunger games the hunger you you really like being hungry don't you
1: Um, I'm sorry, that
0: was so corny (laughs) You're
1: good So, uh And so, the first thing It says is, don't sweat, don't laugh Don't draw attention to yourself And most of all, whatever you do Don't fall in love with one of them And that's a quote from the book So, basically, what it's about Is, it's about this boy Named Gene And he's different from everyone else And this is a post- Apocalyptic book. Um, you've, I'm sure you've heard of the zombie apocalypse. This one is a vampire apocalypse. So there are like only a few, like a handful of humans left. And so he lives with the vampires and has to blend in with this society. And there's this thing called the hunt, which is a lot like the Hunger Games. And they hunt, um, I believe they call them heifers, which is um, what we call ourselves, humans. Um, Mm -hmm. And so they like breed humans at this facility and then they release them during the hunt. And the chosen people, I guess vampires, go and hunt them down and get the honor of like eating them.
0: Wow, and, this sounds so much like the Hunger Games. It sounds really like yeah, good,
1: but it's like that mixed with Twilight. Right, which, I was gonna
0: say it, but I didn't didn't know if it was really like Twilightish, so I didn't want to step on anyone's yeah. toes because we've gotten a few emails saying stop talking about Twilight. So,
1: <laughs> so it, it's for those of you that don't like Twilight, it's um in like Twilight in the sense that you know it's about vampires, but right. Not. Two extremely similar anyways so he's chosen for that and he has to um fit into that without revealing who he is and he has to like possibly feed on his own kind and so it's really interesting and again that's the hunt by andrew fakuda so check awesome. it
0: out yeah definitely it sounds like a good read um i'll read it one of these days my, my reading list is so long i should just start recommending books that i want to read at this point <laughs> um yeah so that's our show for today guys uh again you can email us in with uh comments questions ideas concerns all that good stuff or us and itunes all the stuff i mentioned uh and we will see you again soon uh you know the movie is coming out soon so i like to pump out more episodes than usual uh, around this special time so be sure to be w- looking at your itunes feed because i'll be a little more active than i usually am so thanks for being on the show hunter it was great and uh we look forward to have more episodes soon yeah it's fun to be here bye guys bye